Okay, another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how you doing? Josh, oh, very well, thank you. Very well, just chilling, got a bit of a bad back, so I've been nursing that, but cannot complain otherwise. How are you? Yeah, good. Stay on that sofa, please. Doctor's orders, you're not allowed yeah. to move from that. Yeah. Um, but we'll I'm do. well, you know, just got back from five-a-side, so been playing footy, now ready jealous. to talk footy. Let's go. Very jealous. Good, good. Uh Great. So what, what's on the agenda, man? So we've got our, you know, our standard playlist now of things to cover. So we're going to look at, obviously, the previous game week, how we got on, things we got right, wrong. Then we're going to look at XG and XA, top performers. Then we've got some key questions, which you've drawn up this week. Looking forward to that. The big fixtures and, you know, the ones that are affecting the key assets for this week. We're going to take a look at those as well before looking at, our plans for the next game week, captaincy and transfers as well. And just a quick peek at the Algo teams as well. See how those boys got on. I love it, man. I love it. The traditional setup. Back to mm-hmm. tradition after that quick fire one last week. That was uh it was good fun, but I'm glad to be glad to be back on the old nice meaty, meaty schedule. Miss like this, I missed it. To. I've missed it. I've <laughs> missed it, Josh. Let's crack on. So we should say recording on the Monday. The Arsenal Everton game's about to kick off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So um some interesting stuff in that. So Abama Yang bench and no Smith Rowe involved. So yeah, that's quite good for me as I have no assets left at all to play. So I'm quite pleased. Have you got anybody left? I've got Ramsdale and Decent. Before we get into our points at all, a lot of my game week success success is relying on Ramsdale getting a lot of points this week. A great so. place to be, is it that? Not a great no. place to be. Okay, well, te- with that teaser, Josh, how are you getting on? Terribly, Jack. Terribly. Oh, Joshy, boy. Um, yeah, I not a lot went right this week. I'm on 38 points. Quite a big red arrow taking me down currently to, you know, just over 400,000 overall. So dropped you know more than a hundred thousand places overall which is not great biggest mistake i think i've made with the transfers i bought regulon in and as we all know that didn't go very well so i bought him in for mitchell thinking they had great fixtures coming up and he's looked good so far in some, some recent game weeks under conte so um but you know bit of luck going against me there with his yellow card so and early injury so unlucky and then you know a lot of you know, ben Ben Davis coming in with the points afterwards. So they they should have been Regulon's points. He stole them. He stole them. So yeah, that that was the kind of big disappointment for me. But disappointments elsewhere as well. The lack of a city clean again. So Cancelo and and Diaz coming in with the two points. Jota not doing anything. Salah only getting the assist. Captains, you know, so that's going up to twelve points. Gallagher blanked. Rafinha, love him. Going home with the five points, just keep me ticking over. Vardy blank, didn't start the old man. And then Trent obviously coming in with nine. Um, so the overall not not the best. But yeah. cheer us up, please. Cheer me up, Jack. How are you getting on? Well, will it cheer you up, Josh? Because when you say cheer me up, I don't know if you mean tell me, tell you I've done well or tell you I've done bad. What cheers <laughs> you up more? I'll tell you afterwards. Um, <laughs> well, Josh, my back may have seized up. But my FPL team certainly haven't, and they're finally loosening up and getting the points for me. So I'm I'm all out. So no players to play. I'm on 56 all out, 
which Lovely. I'm pretty pleased with really in a week like this. Yeah. I mean, I've sort of averaged around that each week, whether it's been a high scoring week or a low scoring week so far. So, and I sort of tell myself 55 and above for the season ends you on a pretty high score anyway. So I'm quite pleased. I'm pleased. And yeah, in a week where a lot of people have struggled uh, that usually do quite well, such as yourself, I'm quite pleased really. Yeah. I've, I, it's a week, isn't it, where there are very few select big halls. And so if you don't own a couple of those players that have hauled, that's the difference. So the one I own is Bernardo Silva, who I brought in this week. Uh, really pleased. So it was between him and Mason Mount to come in. So obviously Mount got that goal and assist before Bernardo Silva played, so I was cursing myself. Um but then Bernie delivered me the goods, man. So, yeah, really pleased. I did Mane for Jota. That was a like for like three points each, but obviously a big price saving with Mane. And then Buemo, who, bless him, got his assist. Good for you, Buemo. I don't care, though, because I got Bernardo's 15 points instead of his five. So, yeah, really pleased. Um, and, yeah, those are about the only successes. They're like you had Rafinha, thanks to the assist, Salah captaincy, 12 points, and Trent. And everyone else blanked except Bernardo, who who's propping up my team big time, really. Um, so, yeah, another green arrow, really good. Finally broke into the top million, uh, which I'm really pleased with. I'm going to see if that holds. I'm on that live rank checker now, so I'm just seeing if I'm a 9-8-2. ESR being out of the squad has dropped me 20k places already. So that's from people's subs coming in for, for the Smith Row. So I'm just praying and praying I can hold on to that within the top million while this Arsenal game goes on. I've got a feeling if Ramsdale keeps it clean, that might nudge me out, but we'll see what happens. But overall, like you said, got to be happy with that transfer for this week and yeah. points for this week, got to be happy with that as well. No doubt about it, man. You always hear, it's always just a psychological thing, isn't it? When you don't have a player playing in the last game, you're just sort of like, this sucks. <laughs> but if this game had been at the start of the week, you know, it's a yeah. different. You know, Bernardo Silva got his haul tonight. I'd feel completely different. So, yeah, that's just the psychology of the game for you. Right. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's both of us. Hopefully, well, and I was about to say, hopefully, it goes well for you tonight. But I don't want it to because I want Ramsdale to get as many we'll points as possible. So. We'll keep tabs live on air. We'll keep tabs on what's going on in that game. So you hear some live reactions. But yeah, I mean, it's Everton, so you'd you'd hope as a Ramsdale owner something happened, wouldn't you, for him? Ideally, like a hat-trick for Ramsdale would be great. Well, a bit disappointed if he doesn't get some in Rambo. Exactly. Everton are awful. <laughs> yeah, but uh, cool. So let's just, let's move past uh, how we got on. Let's now move on to the next segment, Jack. XG and XA. We can get into the meat of our plans for the future. I know this game week hasn't ended, but we like looking to the... You know, we're like looking forward, don't we? Really? Sure. So XG, we always start with XG. Let's let's not move away from that now. But third spot for XG, last five game weeks, Obama Yang, hmm. 2.72, yeah. zero actual goals, zero, zero actual assists. assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably why he was benched tonight, wasn't it? But it's interesting that he is in, obviously, he's these are for the last... Um, four game weeks, these stats. Uh, no, sorry, five game weeks. It's five game weeks, including this. So so Aubameyang has played four of those games and is still 
in third spot for XG. So he's been getting those chances, but just com- been completely awful. Been the, you know, the most frustrating player to own if you own him because he's they're giving it to him on a plate. They're creating Arsenal, aren't they? But they're not. He's not delivering it. Just that one that he just hit onto the post from like a yard out really sticks out to me. But he's he's been pretty disappointing generally, I think. So he's in a void, isn't he? Despite being the third most quote-unquote on-form player when it comes to what he could produce in the goal department, I think he's in a void. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we know that these these stats are trying to give us a hint. Like they're, they're only one pillar of all of the part of all the decisions we're going to make, aren't they? Um, and in this case, it is a bit of a red herring. That's all from what we've seen. Great to see him getting the opportunities, but there's nothing else. There's absolutely nothing else to tell us that you know he should be picked. So, and the goals are coming from elsewhere in the Arsenal team. So cheaper assets for sure. Um, the Martinelli's of the world look look great, but then you know their minutes are well, not going to be get in. As, I wouldn't no, get him in, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, not at all. I mean, what I'm saying is, you know, other people are stepping up in the Arsenal team with yeah. the goals, and that's to Aubameyang's detriment. Totally, man. Yeah, let's move. I mean, just don't buy Aubameyang if, you, no. if you're <laughs> thinking about it. Because stri- I know people are probably looking for strikers now, but he's not one to get. I would say. No. Nursery Bob. So who's in? Who's in number two, Josh, for the XG? Big name, big name. His, his numbers have dropped a little bit in recent weeks, but mm-hmm. still, Mohamed Salah. So an XG of three point one nine over the last five game weeks. Three, still three goals, three assists. Not as crazy, crazy numbers as he's had in some of our other XG kind of overviews, but still incredible. Yeah, still great, and he's he scores goals that probably that have low xg is that good doesn't he the two against everton which just such good finishes like the angle the at the like the power and the angle are 10 out of 10 with all his shots aren't they they're just side netting every time um but every i mean everyone's got everyone who's listened to this no doubt has salah i'm comfortable capturing him even though you know only an assist this game week feels like a disappointment from him I mean, that just shows how good he is if we'd, a return is disappointing, doesn't it? And we're spoiled. We've covered this before, haven't we? I think you look at the breakdown of his points for this year, not just total, but the spread of them. It's, he's so consistent. We're just spoiled this year to have him, I think. Um, there's been years where other players have had, you know, quite high points for the season at that whatever point it was, but they've had, you know, double point returns for certain game weeks and then blank, blank, blank for others. Whereas he's just been so consistent. It's so nice to mm-hmm. just set him as captain and have this level of confidence that you're going to get something. Yeah, it's great. And with the captaincy thing, I'd say it's not like there are other premiums that are hauling that are going to tempt you away. You know, Kane, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Mane, Bruno, they all blanked, didn't they, as well this week. So Salah actually still outperformed even with just one assist. So yeah, keep it on him and the disappointing the gravy world. train until Afghan. It's yeah. disappointing world outside of the Salah. It's bleak world. It's a yeah. bleak world out there, Josh. It's bleak. It's, it's grim. Stay in the warmth of the sunny, sunny Salah. The Egyptian sun, just love it. Yeah, yeah. bask in the heat, bask in the glow <laughs> of his epic returns. Um, but maybe, well, I didn't mention this next guy, Josh, at number one. Um, mm. Maybe he is a captaincy shell. Yep, Diego Jota. 
Diogo yeah. Jota. I mean, you've mentioned him already. You've switched from Mane to Diogo. Great move. I'm happy I did it. 4.47 XG. Outrageous XG, really. Madness. Crazy. Um, four actual goals, zero assists, but he's, you know, he's that goal scorer. I mean, the one criticism you'd say this week and maybe in some recent weeks is despite being renowned for that clinical finish, being a clinical finisher, he's missed some chances. Right? Oh my God, that wall, the Wolves game, Josh. That one way beat the keeper and there was just two defenders in the middle of the goal on the line. He just smacked it at him. What was he doing? What was he doing there? I mean, that's the difference between him and Salah, isn't it? That's why he's 7.5 and Salah's 13 mil, because Salah just buries every time. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, you would have confidence in his finishing, you'd say, is on on a par sometimes with with Salah when you get him in the positions. Like, Salah's normally the one that can make make a chance out of nowhere, but when you get him to the point of shooting, like, Jota's normally as good as him. Yeah, the goal he scored the other... The week before, so the midweek goal he scored was lovely, wasn't it? Against Everton, was it Everton, where he sort of narrow angle and he just hit it, lovely straight turn, up in, yeah, straight up into the roof of net, brilliant. But that the Wolves ones, jeez, and he has done it before where he has missed some sitters, whereas you wouldn't say that's the case with Salah. Um, I mean, would you would you consider captaining captaining him at all over Salah? No, just because of what all the reasons that we mentioned a second ago, Salah's been so consistent um, and I don't feel the need to try and find a differential for those reasons. Like yeah. I, I just don't think it's needed. Um, if maybe if you're in a position where you're trying to gain rank or, you know, trying to get something else from your mini league, then by all means consider it. But I just still think it's so safe to go with Salah. Well, it's not, I think it's not only safe, it's sensible. You know, oh, it's yeah. a seatbelt of a pick, isn't it? So, yes, seatbelts are boring and safe, but they're also saving you from danger, yeah. aren't they? And that's what Salah captaincy is doing. Because if if you went with Kane this week, you know, or if you'd done it a week where Salah got two against a United or an Everton, then you're in, you're in a lot of danger. So, yeah, Jota brilliant. I think Jota's essential in your team for his price, and his ability, but the captaincy essential player is, is Salah, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess as as a person who's made that switch now, are you happy owning Jota over Mane? Yeah, I feel great. I haven't even thought about Mane. I haven't even, the beauty of that move and moves like that are, even if Mane scores, it's not like, because he's so low-owned, it's not like, oh, I missed out on all those points that loads of the people are getting. Whereas when Jota was scoring and I had Mane, it was, oh, I could have had Jota. Oh, and other people are getting points. It's like a double blow. Whereas, and you, yeah, I just feel great. Money in the bank, could afford Bernardo Silva. You know, it's a good feeling. You know you've done the right transfer when you just don't even think about the play. You just got out again, do you? It's like a an affirming feeling you get. Um Hey, you look happy. I can tell you look happier. I feel, if, despite the back problems, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm content in an FPL realm. <laughs> yeah, good. Anyway, let's move on to the XA, Josh. We dragged that out, that XG. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top three players for XA expected assists over the last five game weeks. We've got a new appearance, Josh, in number three. An old favourite. Maybe a surprise he hasn't been in. 
Yeah, but it's our boy Andrew Robertson. 2.14. Yeah, I mean, proving or putting putting, you know, his, his hat back in the ring after all the Simicas chat earlier on in the season mm. and reminding us that he is a threat as well, obviously, from we we, we talk talk about Trent all the time. But Robertson in recent years has, you know, he's been competing with him. Um, he still is a, a threat. I mean, three assists in the last five is is amazing from a defender. But those you, those Liverpool spots are precious. So for me, I cannot buy and I cannot confidently say to people take Robertson over Trent because you're only going to probably want one of those defensive no. spots. So, yeah, or Jota. You want Jota over Robbo, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's the Salah, Jota, Trent trifecta for yeah. me. If you're playing the crazy differential game, you can do a lot worse than Robertson, for sure. But I just don't see a world where, like you say, Robbo's going to outscore Trent. Exactly like, like that, really. I mean, the three assists have proven that there is there is a way of playing the game with Robertson in there. Um, but at what cost? Like, who do you not have? Because you know, we've already yeah. mentioned Salah, we've already mentioned Jota, and you know, we yeah. know how good Trent is. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a case when Afcon comes along, if Firmino is still out, for instance, that well, even if Firmino's back, the debate between a Firmino and a Robertson for that third slot would will be an interesting one, I think, because I don't think Firmino, even when he's nailed, offers the same value as the midfielders, and. Robbo's a lot cheaper. He'll definitely be playing with Trent. You've probably got Jota still. Manny and Salah are gone. That'll be an interesting one, which which way people go there, I think. Yeah, the great thing about that is we've got quite a few game weeks still to just take, like, just gather information between now and yeah. then, really, haven't we? So, but I like how far you're thinking ahead. I like it. Mm. And when they both retire, who's going to come into the front? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Simicast in. Well, well, Simic. Yeah, I mean, do you think that there was a bit of noise about because of how well Simicast played? Do you think that's kind of kicked Robbo on a bit? Do you think it's sort of a? He seems like that kind of feisty guy that kind of defies, you know, likes a challenge and gets fired up, doesn't he? Yeah, he seems to thrive under pressure. Like one yeah. of those players that plays better when the back's against the wall. Yeah, and he is a leader, but I think Klopp's comments, you know, earlier in the season when people were saying Simicast just come off this good run, Robertson coming back, and Klopp made it quite clear in in no uncertain terms that Robbo's number one spot. So, yeah. you know, he's earned it, hasn't he? Yeah, you shouldn't have any doubts. The only reason Robert's going to be Robertson's going to be dropped for Simicast is injury concerns or lack of fitness. That's it, and he is a beast. So as long as he keeps injury free. It's his spot. Yeah, cool. Fair. Uh, so that's Robbo. Number two spot. I think it's another new entry for us, Josh. A fan favourite. Impressive results here because he's only played 228 of the possible 450 minutes. But he's got an XA of 2.39. And that's Phil Foden, Joshy boy. What do you make of Phil? Phil's performances? Big fan of Phil as a player. I think he's amazing, technically incredible. But for me, you've already said the biggest concern. Minutes, 228. I know he kind of had those injury concerns recently. Or, you know, yeah. He was out, out of the team for a little bit. Um, but whether it's injury or whether it's just pet rotation, there's always going to be concerns. And 
you don't want to be backing more than one kind of city attack or midfield asset. And I think the best one is the one that you've got at the moment, Bernardo. Um, and I know we were like saying various comments on him in recent weeks, like maybe not worth backing him, whatever. But he is in a purple patch at the moment. He's in the form of his life. And that's when you back a player. It will obviously drop off, I believe, at some point in the season. Who Foden are you talking about? Sorry. Or uh, Bernardo, Bernardo, sorry. Yeah. So I think like for all those Foden looks great and these stats are great there, you're only going to pick one kind of midfielder or attacking player. And it's Bernardo at the moment, uh, for City, that is. So I wouldn't, I'd take Bernardo over Foden. I wouldn't take two for sure because that's just such a high risk. But I mean, you've got Bernardo. Let me pitch it to you. Yeah. You wouldn't, obviously, I'm going to probably put words in your mouth saying you'll never replace him with Foden, but would you pick Foden alongside him? Yeah, it's a debate I'm kind of having, really, because I think he, looking at his history this season, when he's been fit, he's started pretty much. So that was, he wasn't fit at the start of the season until game week five. It looks like he came on for 80 minutes in game week five, then six, then game week six until game week 12, he played until that injury. He's missed the last two and now he's back again and he started again. So it's tricky. It's tricky. If I was, if I was, Going to pick another City mid, it would be Foden above, say, a Grealish or a Sterling or De Bruyne. Because I think he does have the skills to pay the bills. But, yeah, it's tricky. I think maybe wait and see if that consistent starting pattern happens now he's fit over the Christmas period. And with um, all those other City assets back now. and fit, Yeah, supposedly. Grealish back, yeah. I mean, they've got Champions League, haven't they, this week? He has travelled. I think Bernardo and Cancelo haven't travelled, so that's a great sign for for an owner of both of them, which I am. But, yeah, and I think I think Pepper said today, he's essentially said that this game tonight, or sorry, tomorrow night, is a training game. He's, he literally said this is a training game for us, so we're going to try new players and different things for fitness. So you can pretty much, that kind of, to me, says... Whoever starts this Champions League game probably won't be starting in the Prem uh, at the weekend. So, yeah, Foden, I'm gonna. He's definitely on the watch list for me because at eight million, I think he's eight point one. I don't think that's that's not crazy money. It's maybe a bit more than I'd be willing to pay for a rotation risk. But yeah, so I'm gonna wait and see. Yeah, and in the absence of a lot of the premiums firing, should be a lot of cash floating around. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you you know if you're a cane seller this week, like many are, Foden's probably uh, catching your eye a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, number one on the XA, the undisputed king, Josh of assists, is Trent Alexander-Arnold. One goal, four assists, XA of two point nine one, essential. Yeah, I kind of mentioned him when we talk about Robertson. For me, essential, the number one defender on your team sheet at the moment still that may change in the future but at the moment still number one same for you yeah I mean he's the only he's, we'll talk about this in a little bit but he's the only big at the back full back option that became so popular a few weeks ago that's really been delivering over the last few weeks um, so yeah he's, he's, he's phenomenal isn't he and do you think there's any truth to the, the rumour that he might play further forward when AFCON comes around? I no idea. I, I, don't, I haven't cool. seen anything. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess what I would say is 
I don't think anyone knows because yeah. there's been nothing in training, nothing in matches to lead us to the fact that they've they've even trialed it as a system with at Liverpool. So mm. and there's nothing to say that they think he could do that or they would want to do that with him. So I I would be very surprised if they just suddenly out of the blue go, now we're gonna play him in right mid. Um so yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked if that that was happening. Maybe they'd trial it over the next few game weeks leading up to AFCON and then we can change our mind. But at the moment I'd be shocked if that was the case. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. See, it's very exciting if it does happen. Very, very exciting. But It'd be incredible. But he will get dream. less time. He'll be playing, you know, with his back to the to the um to the goal a lot more. And you could say a lot of Maybe. his threat is because he has that extra time coming onto the ball into the final third. Yeah, so. whipping those fast balls in. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so, man. Time will tell. Okay. Uh, that is the XG and XA. Tiny break, Josh. Tiny and break. And back in. then back with those questions. Good days. Lovely. Right. See you in a sec. And we're back. Jack, so you have some questions for me, I believe. You prepared our eight key questions for this week. I'll kick it to you. Thank you very much, Josh. Yep, prepared these for you. The usual big eight uh, that we have ahead of the coming game week. So, number one, Joshy boy, we've touched on it. Is big at the back now over? As quick as it began, it seems to have, the wheels have fallen off a little bit. What do you reckon? I think like the season ebbs and flows with different results, sets of results, doesn't it? So, you know, Liverpool still had that clean sheet against Wolves, for example. But yeah, recently we have seen a drying up of the big teams. And I'm talking about the teams that statistically have shown us to have a lot. They could be getting a lot of clean sheets. So the Chelsea's, the City's, the the Liverpool's um, have not been kind of delivering those clean sheet points. But what I would say is, the assets themselves are still so good as defenders. They're so attacking. So, you know, Trent, Cancelo, Reese James, Alonso, if you're on him, um, in replacement of Chile, they're still so attacking that they're basically midfielders. (laughs) So I would still back them, even at the risk of not getting great, great cleans. Um, And I'd still be happy to own three, potentially four of them. Oh, so I guess, yeah, putting it another way, if you were wild carding now, would you bring in three of those four still? I'd, I'd go three and probably jump off of the defend, the central defenders, so like the DSs of the world. Yeah. Um, he, you know, great to get a goal from him the other week because as a, as a DS owner, that was really helpful. But great goal. Uh, statistically, I'm not going to bank on him doing that, you know, once in three, once in five, once in 10 game weeks. So yeah. whereas, you know, Reese James Cancelo and Trent, are really getting in that final third and taking shots and making assists. So cool. But what do you think? Could you are you still happy with those kind of premium uh, defenders over six mil guys? I think I am, but purely because there's value to be had elsewhere rather than they're great in themselves. You know, there's not we don't really have many attacking premiums firing now. So it's not it's an easy decision, really, isn't it? So you are carding now, you've got the money to get them in. So why not get them in? I think if Kane or Ronaldo or Lukaku or Bruno or De Bruyne or whoever was firing alongside Salah, I think their recent performances 
Um, particularly Chelsea would have me concerned about the big at the back. I think, um, yeah, but because we're flush with cash in, a, in essence and we can afford them, then yeah, you're probably still right going with them. Um, but yeah, I'd be yeah disappointed, especially if Reese James, if you're Reese James. I feel very lucky that I, because I wasn't able to get him three weeks ago, even though I really would have wanted him. I feel really lucky that he's, his returns have completely tapered off um, and a bit annoyed at Cancelo's because I got him in. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think for now, yeah, for now that, if a premium starts firing, then that'll test that resolve for sure. Yeah. And we might see it, might see a big sea change, but, but yeah. Okay. Number two, Josh, you ready? Yeah. Number two, Man United and Ralph Ball. We've had one game under under the new man now. What did you make of it? Was it the real deal? I, I think it's far too soon to say his impact with in terms of strategy and tactics. That's not going to bed in for quite a long time. I know he's only got six months, but what is evident for me recently, even it was straight as soon as Oli left. So even whilst Carrick was kind of uh, leading, like from the front, was there was a bounce for sure. Like, you know, the players played with so much more intensity. Um, he didn't really change much in the system. He changed the personnel a little bit, you know, Sanchez getting more minutes. But people like Fred suddenly were playing with so much more intensity and f- belief in their game that and I think we discussed this as well. They've got a great squad. If, if they all could just tick up their performances to like from, you know, five to sixes to kind of, seven, eight, nines, game, like week in, week out, then they're going to punish teams. Um, I mean, a, the result, you know, the Palace result, there wasn't much in it between them. So maybe we could definitely need more time. Um, but I I was going to go to Ronaldo this week, but the doubt with the kind of injury where he's going to start or not, just got, like scared me off him. Hmm. And I'm still in that same bit. I'm not sure whether they're back him or not. So Yeah, he didn't deliver, did he, FPL-wise? Um, no so that for me it's just still a lot of uncertainty I, I can't say confidently to back anything but would are you happy to jump on that now no I'm not really not really no I think you're right I think they they were clearly given instruction to press high I think they won the ball they won the ball back more times in a half than they had done since Sir Alex I think I saw a stat so clearly they've done that and they've been given that imperative I mean I find it amazing like Surely, like, surely Ole wasn't saying don't press high, you know? It's weird. Like, and surely they haven't learnt enough in a few days about how and when to press that they were suddenly that good at it. It's such a weird thing to me, the coaching thing. Like, what, what magic words has he said that have made them suddenly play well? It's weird, isn't it? Like, it's yeah, it would be would have been amazing to be a fly on the wall to really see how much of that was Ranić, you know, and how much of that was just their yeah. their want to play better. Like yeah, or more of an a, more a fly on the wall when Ole was there would have been more interesting, I think, to see how shit he was. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, if that carries on, I think we'll see because Palace aren't bad. Palace are not bad, yeah. and the United were a lot better than them, but they still struggled to really penetrate. I think. Uh, and Palace did have a couple of chances that IU should have scored. Um, but yeah, it's a wait and see. It's a wait and see. Ronaldo, people are getting on Ronaldo now. 
But I think that's more through lack of other options than Ronaldo's this great asset again. I would I would have said and people's frustrations with Kane. So speaking of which, question three, Josh, Kane owners they've held on for many bleak, barren, dusty, dry, famine-filled weeks. I'm one of them. Surely it's over now. He didn't get any points against Norwich, or is there any reason to hold him? I can't think of any reason to hold him at the moment because at his price tag, I don't think you can afford to be just waiting around for him to turn turn this form around. And I was bringing up his stats as you were asking the question. So like five shots, and I do recall him, you know, trying to get these shots away, but an XG of 0.37. And, you know, we talk about... Was that in him, the game, sorry? Or in, in the, the game. Yeah. In, in the game. So this just that one game. So, mm. so, you know, he's obviously still roughly getting in the mix, but no points returned in terms of FPL. Like he's still blanking. So he's just the almost man in, not even all the time. Like in some games, he's the almost man. In others, he's just not doing anything at all. So he's not giving us anything, is he? Like we, we just can't back him. That That's my thoughts on him. But I'm going to, I'm going to be contrarian here. Oh. Okay, I'm going to say there's a reason to hold it. There's a couple of reasons mm-hmm. to hold him for Brighton for this game. Uh, one of them that we've already touched on a couple of times, what are the other options? Like where, unless you've got two, two transfers to make where you could shift him down and bump up a midfielder in one move. I don't think taking Kane out for a hit to get in a midfielder, say even Son, for minus four against Brighton is is a worthwhile move, quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, the Brighton team they're about to play, I think they're missing eight of their starters. So they're missing Duncan Duffy, the two of them, but there's six others that they're missing. And I just think watching Kane in the last two games, I think he has been a bit unlucky not to get anything in them. Like there was a one against Norwich where he chipped the keeper. Normally he'd finish that lob, but it went just wide in the game before that he squared it to Regulon. I think it was who hit the side netting. He played the ball through that assisted the assist of a son's assist. And to my eye test, it looks like he's trying again now. Whereas before he really, before Conte, he just looked sulky and he just didn't really look like he was given anything. But now I feel like he's given something and yeah, I'm going to hold him for Brighton. That's me. And I don't blame other people if they, if they do. So it's a hold and fully justified. And I can understand all the points that you said. If you're trying to give advice to someone in my situation where they're okay. got money in the bank, upgrading from Vardy can afford both Ronaldo and Kane. Oh. That's where it gets a bit trickier, I'm guessing. Does does yeah I, yeah would I buy him? No. Mm. Yeah, good point. I wouldn't buy him, but I wouldn't. People are selling him on mass, and I I'm, I was annoyed as anyone after that game. But it's that classic you sleep on it and you think actually, my anger was it justified at the time? <laughs> Probably not. He did do all right. So you're yeah, in a forgiving mood. Pick, I like it. Yeah. Kane or Ronaldo, I'd probably go Ronaldo. If it's between those two, I'd pick them. But I wouldn't spend a transfer now, Ronaldo, from Kane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in your Vardy situation, well, that's a, that's an interesting one. We could talk about that later as well, whether you should move on from Vardy or not, if you have him. Um, 
but we'll talk about that with your your plans, Josie boy. So number four, I feel like I put this question in every week due to a bias of mine, but Villa win again. Uh, and Stevie G, go on, Stevie. Who are the assets we should be looking at from Villa, if there are any? I really feel like this question should be more pointed to you. So I'm going to say my bit very quickly go. and then get on to the Villa expert, which is you. Um, the two that drop jump out for me, I mean, Watkins, I've said this before, it looks like he is going to be the guy that posed the most attacking threats from multiple areas, mm-hmm. deeper, wide areas, and through the middle as well. So it looks like the games that I've seen, the minutes I've seen, that he is having more of a free role almost. Um, from Stevie that could have just been the parts that I have seen and it's a very small sample size but he looks great the only other one he's taken my eye is McGinn from a bit deeper obviously can have those shots coming in towards the edge of the box or into the box later in moves but also maybe showing like decent XA potential as well Um, those are the only two from my side but Am I wrong or am I missing anyone potentially? Uh, so you're right, definitely right on Watkins. So I think in the world of where, where are the strikers, they've all gone. Watkins is a is a viable asset for sure. He's like the, the main man up there and he's playing really well. He had a goal very unluckily disallowed against, um, who did we even play? Leicester, against Leicester and looked really sharp generally, scored a good goal against City as well. And yeah, Ings doesn't seem on the scene at the moment. So I think Ollie is a really good shout. I wouldn't go McGinn because he does play too deep. And I think for his price, there are just way too many better options. Um, if I had to go with the midfield, I'd go for Buendia actually now because he's playing in his preferred position out wide and he's just way, way better out there than he ever... Like Dean Smith tried to turn him into a 10, really, and arguably lost his job because of it it's a big reason he lost his job I think and yeah Gerard has realised just get him out of the wing that's where he operates and he's just super silky um, so yeah Buendira Watkins would be my two my two that I'd go for the others are just more serve a really strong function in a football team but don't offer that much FPL potential I mean Martinez still looks amazing and Gerard seems to have firmed up the defence again so if you want a premium goalie you could probably do worse than Martinez, but for his price, I think, and the way you and I play the game, it's get the cheap keepers and, and yeah. go there. And Ramsdale is probably a better one anyway, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, there's Villa. I mean, we've got Liverpool next, so don't bring anyone in now, but the next five fixtures after that are really good, and it's only Chelsea that are in the top half within those fixtures. So see how we do against Liverpool. Probably win 7-2 again, as we tend to do against Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but nah, it's uh, yeah, it's looking good for Villa fans, and yeah, keep an eye on them. See if Watkins Watkins carries on. Stevie at the helm, loving it. Stevie G, yeah, love him, bloody love him. Actually, now, <laughs> I'm fully on board now. Thanks, Steve. Four games in, can't do no wrong. Give it to Stevie. Uh, give it to Stevie. <laughs> so, number five is a bit of a factual question, Josh. Mm-hmm. actually so if you don't know the answer I'm, I'm sorry for throwing Uh-oh. this at you but who has the best fixtures until Christmas it's tough so obviously a lot of this I think is you know a bit subjective as well you know even the kind of fixture difficulty ratio numbers that get thrown out like some agree yeah. some disagree with them but the ones that kind of jump out to me between now and kind of Christmas are you no. Know, 
City have got a decent run. United have got a decent run. So City mm. have got Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, Brentford. Yeah. United, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley. That's quite tasty. That's why it's I'm very looking good, at, isn't it? That's why I'm looking at Ronaldo. Mm. And then past them, it gets a bit like it kind of a lot of them are a bit the same. The only other one for me is Watford have got Brentford, Burnley, Palace, Wolves, West Ham, yeah. which the I think the the fixture difficulties throws that out as not too bad. But actually when you look at it, you know, Palace and Wolves in my eyes aren't that on particularly easy games. So no. You've got to be so, careful with the colours, haven't you, on the fixture difficulty. It's very easy to be seduced by the greens, but exactly actually that. it's pinch of salt time, big time. So dare I say it, but it's probably United's, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Not West Ham. Don't fancy a bit of West Ham. They have got Arsenal, and you're right. The I wouldn't call them like the fodder teams, but the teams that have been conceding a lot of goals, so like Norwich, Southampton, Watford are in there, and they've got Burnley... Um, yeah, I'd put them up there as well. I think much, not too much between them and then them and United. Then, but United just because they don't have, you know, West Ham have got Arsenal, mm. whereas United have got no one like that in in theirs. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'd put Chelsea in there as well a little bit. I think so. I mean, they've put. I know Everton, Wolves, and Villa are, are kind of grey fixtures, but Everton should be a green, shouldn't it? No doubt about it. At the moment, yeah, at the moment, they're, they're terrible. Uh, and I fancy them against Wolves um, and probably against us as well. So, and they got Leeds next, which, which is a green. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right though. United are probably the standout, the absolute standout. So, it does make a Ronaldo move pretty tempting, actually, mm-hmm. thinking about it. So, yeah, like, I take back what I said about Kane, ditch him. Like, <laughs> ditch him now. Uh, ditch, him now. Uh, ditch him now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, cool. That was straightforward. Number six, Josh, a bit more to talk about here probably. It's the rise of the value mid recently. So I've got five players and I want you to just rank them in order of who you'd bring in as an FPL asset if you didn't own any of them. So the value mid's on... And let me know if I've, if I've missed anyone, obviously. But for me, the standout value mids are Bernardo Silva, Mason Mount, Jared Bowen, Rafinha, and Phil Foden. Now, first of all, I'm, I haven't counted Jota in there, actually. I probably should have done, but I think everyone kind of has Jota now. So I think these are the ones that people are going to be looking at to bring in and weighing up. So what do you think of these, these five? First of all, I think I agree with the five that you've picked. The, a lot of the names that we we're mentioning, like five, ten game weeks, they've we've shifted off them now. Like the Embuemos, Gallagher's playing a bit deeper until you know yeah. they sort their squad out. So he's off the table again. Yeah. Um, ESR maybe, but we've talked about you know his he's overperforming his stats. So again, I agree with these these five. And then not the in old, the squad today. Not in the squad. ESR is he? Yeah, and, and I think the other ones like the Greys and you know the Sars, we're off them as well. So For sure. Um, the only one that I'd maybe say is close but shouldn't be included as this level is Madison's been all right recently, but I mm. don't think what we've said. We've both said he's very streaky, so that's he why he wasn't up so much against Villa the other night. Yeah, no, but I mean it's it's a classic. He had two good game weeks and he's shown what he can do, but. Streak I don't over. think he's streak over done. <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree with the five. I guess what I'd say is 
the, the perspective I'm coming up at it is including factoring in their risk of t- minutes as well. So I'd put Silver first mm-hmm. at the moment, Bernardo Silver first. Then it's a kind of very close three-way split between Mount, <laughs> Rafinha order it. and Foden. You've got to order it. You've okay, order so it. I'll go Silver, <laughs> Mount, Rafinha, Foden, Bowen. Mm, Bowen last, interesting. And it's Mount second, was that? Or was that Rafinha second? Mount Sorry, second. So... Mount mm. second, Rafinha third, Foden fourth, Bowen fifth. Foden's just the minutes risk. I know Mount is also minutes risk, but I think a lot of the reasons why he was out earlier in the season was for lots of different reasons. Sickness, then he had a, was it like a tooth thing? And then lots, was, of yeah. diff, lots of different reasons. And I think if he is available, he plays because he's that good for them. He's um, shown, hasn't he, the last two games that he's he's quality, isn't he? He's, he's he, delivered, basically. Yeah. He's, he's incredible and... I think if he's fit, he's he's in that he's in that team, and he'd be rotated less than a lot of the other players. Rafinha still does it, and you know, guaranteed minutes, talisman. Um, Bowen. The only reason that I'm off him a little bit is just because of West Ham a, a little bit. They've come through a tough run of fixtures, so I'll be interested to see how they do now. As you said, with this kind just of beat Chelsea run, just beat yeah. Chelsea, Mason Mounts Chelsea. Yeah, great. I mean. Good. That's one game. Like, <laughs> Great. Good yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, you know what I'm saying is, you see games sometimes that like, one team have a have a great one game bounce. Um, I'd like to see them do it over a little more prolonged period before bringing in bringing back in. I've just got mm. off a load of West Ham assets. That's why yeah, I'm a yeah. little bit bitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. I mean, they have been weaker the last few. Um, but I think you're being, I think you're downplaying Bowen a bit there. I really yeah. like Bowen. Um, and I'm torn personally, I'm torn between Bowen and Mount myself on who to bring in now. Uh, so what's your ranking? We, we mentioned Foden, yeah. I think I would probably have it as I wrote it out in the question. So, silver, and I'm leaning Bowen over Mount, I think, purely wow. because of the price difference and the, the slight, I think. Mount has slightly more rotation risk than Bowen does with um, with Chelsea. I just think they have just so many options. But I do think generally you're right that Mount is the currently top of the pecking order, like Silva's for City. But with that, I always think, would you be more surprised if Bowen was benched or Mount was benched or Bernardo was benched? You know, And the answer is I'd be most surprised if Bowen was. Uh, and then it would probably be Rafinha then Foden, in in my order. I think I like I do like Rafinha a lot, and I've got him. But Leeds are just a bit crap still for me. Yeah, I'm still a little bit, you know, pleasantly surprised. I'm still a little bit surprised that he's still getting points. Rafinha, <laughs> um, right? Still yeah. When yeah, he got like... that assist, people seem to just like go mad when he got that assist, and it's just like. It's just an assist, guys. Like, we need a bit more here. He's been a bit rubbish lately. We just need, I don't know. That felt like the like the euphoria from the assist was overblown. I think because no one else was doing anything. Were they? No other players were getting anything. So at least it was summoned that one yeah, of our players our got. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I think it was quite early on in the game, wasn't it? So it was like, oh, come on, more, more. And nothing happened. So, yeah, Mount and Bowen, that decision is... Oh, for me, is tough, but you obviously 
it's interesting to to hear you put Mount way ahead of him. Um, that's one for me to think about. It's, yeah. it's only because I I feel like if I bring Mount in, I'm keeping him for a very very long time. Um, but you don't feel, feel like we're going. No, not so much. I don't have the confidence that I feel like I'm bringing him in for his form at this moment in time and then it will drop off again interesting but that's just my you know two cents yeah and he actually did get benched a few game weeks ago Bowen so he's obviously not fully immune to it all um yeah he just is a very good price I think value value pound for pound I like him but yeah that's one for me to think about so food for thought anyway yeah that was Christian six number seven Josh a more general one so climbing the ranks is starting to get harder and harder as the point gaps widen because there's more people have more points. So there's more points between spaces. So if you're finding yourself languishing in a rank you don't want to be, is it time to start going differential to get ahead? Because now climbing rank is, is effectively you need more points to do so. What's your view on that? I think it's difficult because... We've mentioned last week, or maybe the week before, that the template, if you want to call it that, or the highly owned players, the number of them that a lot of people are holding on to has dropped. So, like, it felt like the only temp- there was only a smaller number of template players that were still present in a, in a large number of teams. And so, what I'd say about the, what that means about the differentials is the pool outside of the template has just increased. So like the kind of the ownership is spread over those, you know, those five that you've just listed or whatever. So I wouldn't say they're like differentials to the same degree that like Mane is, for example. Mm. But what I'm saying is you can shift from the old template players that probably are clogging up a lot of our teams, like the Embuemes that you only just got rid of. You know, I had Sar until like... Gallagher's. Yeah, Gallagher's. But just look to shift them onto these new guys that are in their purple patch and ride that and then try and read, you know, when they get off it, because the Silvers and Bowens, that it's my belief that they will come to the end of this and then drop off again. And I guess what you're trying to ask is be aggressive. And my advice would be, be aggressive at this point, because it's come to the end of some people's purple patch and we're seeing the new ones emerge now. Yeah, we are. Actually. A couple of weeks ago, we were like, I don't know where to move these guys onto. I, I literally, I couldn't tell you who I want to move them on to. And now we're really seeing, like, okay, it's, it's these boys now. It's, you know, the Silvers, the Mounts, the Bowens, the Rafinhas, um, potentially like the Ronaldos. But again, we're not seeing enough there. So these midfielders that you listed, those are the guys that I want and I don't own enough of them, basically. Yeah, fair, man. Fair. I do, I'd broadly agree, but I'd add that, I guess in my head, the there's, there's differential on a scale so there's on the on the low side end of the scale it's a differential might be or oh, pick a goalie that no one has or i'll have a, a weird this weird bench player that might come on and then the other extreme end is i'm going to triple captain shane duffy right <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so that and i think the bar of the nucleometer increases as the season goes on so the time to go triple captain shane duffy is if it's the last game of the season and you're 20 points behind your league leader, mini league leader, and the only player you have different to him is Duffy, then do it. Then play go nuclear. Pre-January, 
do not go nuclear. Captain Salah still, even if you're in the millions ranks, Captain Salah still, go differential on like those players you mentioned on, say you're choosing between a Bowen and a Mount, maybe pick the lower owned one because they're, they're, if you're torn on a thing, go differential and pick the lower owned one because the upside of them is much better. You've still got the template in Salah, Trent, whoever. So you're not going to go completely off the rails but maybe start now, like you said, being more aggressive with those margin calls. Um, whereas at the start of the season, you, you didn't want to be, you want to be as template as you can the first 10 weeks of the season. That's kind of how I view it. So come March, if I'm still in a million, say, and I've just dipped into a million again, I've just seen, which has really annoyed me. Stuff. <laughs> One million, 7,000 I am now. Really annoyed. Don't let uh, get you down, come on. No, my back's hurting again now, I hate life. Oh. Um, but no, that's, yeah, that's kind of the way I see it. Do you kind of, you know what I mean there? Like, Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. R- ramp it up, be a bit, now's the time to be a little bit more aggressive um, at, at this moment in time because it feels like the stars have aligned a little bit for you to do so. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, yeah, they have. There's an opportunity to do it, isn't there? Yeah. Whereas sometimes there isn't one. Yeah. And you do it anyway. You You pick a bloody... And then you take him out. Jordan, are you captain for no reason? Mitchell, because I had just, I was going to lose the transfer, bought him in and then just mm. got him straight out again. Like, you hate him. Yeah, not, nothing <laughs> move. But now we actually have a focus with these guys. So Yeah, yeah. true, man. Yeah. So it's like, it's good. Good question that, Josh, by me. And good answer is what I meant to say, rather than compliment you. Jack, great question, Jack. Great work on the question. Uh, <laughs> final question then. We... Again, we mentioned it, but where have all the striker options gone? Who are the viable ones, if there are any? That's a very hard question, Jack, because I I cannot with any confidence. And I don't want to give, I don't want to give any strikers. The, the people that we want to recommend are the ones you've mentioned in the last, you know, okay, last a different two questions ago. Different, more general angle of that question then. Do you think there's a reason why it's happened? Do you think it's like a style of play thing for most teams? Or is it just one of those ebbs and flows of the season where just suddenly the strikers are out of form? Or do you think there's actually a more concrete reason behind it? I think it's just one of those things that fate decided this year that those strikers and the premier ones, for all different reasons, aren't going to perform. Kane's unhappy. Lukaku was injured. Ronaldo was playing for a terrible United team for a period of time. Vardy's getting slightly too old and a Leicester team that aren't playing great. Aubameyang just can't finish his dinner. <laughs> so, like, yeah. they're all different <laughs> they're all different reasons, aren't they? Um, and at the moment, we're still sat in the middle of that looking around going in a burning house of strikers saying, what the hell is going on here? Um, waiting for one of them to give us a reason to buy them. Uh, mm. And even like the mid prices or whatever is on, on giving us any reason as well. So I, yeah, I think there's no overarching reason why they're not performing. And I will be looking to jump on some of them soon when one of us, one of them gives us a mm. goddamn reason to own them, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> what I, do, I you agree, think? do you think there's some kind yeah. of like conspiracy theory of. <laughs> I think probably if you look like 20 years ago, there'd be way more striker options because people play with the front two a lot more. Mm. So now we've got a narrower pool of elite strikers that are good enough to play on their own as a number nine flanked by two wingers or with a false nine behind them or that kind of modern play. 
But the ones we have got, the, the exact five or six you mentioned, are elite players who have it in them to come good and to be valuable assets. You know, I'd be amazed if none of Ronaldo, Lukaku or Kane are vying for the golden boot at the end of the season. You know, I'll be quite, it would be shocking really. If, um, I mean, Salah's another level, obviously, but, you know, if they're not in the top three or four scorers, it'll be bizarre. So, yeah, I think wait and see on them. Don't just completely throw in the towel when it comes to strikers. And I think there are some still all right options. I think Josh King is a good option. Mm. Now, out there was got, I think Ollie Watkins is a decent option. Probably would apply to Benteke if he was guaranteed the start, which sadly is not. Um so I think strikers can be found. Callum Wilson's ticking over. Yeah. You know, there are there are still strikers doing things. It's just um yeah, the big names aren't, and that's getting the headlines, like you say. Yeah, still barren in striker land, really, generally. Mm. Yeah, but there will be a weather, there will be rain. There will be <laughs> soon. rain soon Sometime in the desert. Soon. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> All right, those are the questions, Joshua. Lovely. Um move straight on to key fixtures. Yeah, let me, you did a great job asking all those questions. So Thanks, man. let me kick some of these to you so we can just, you know, switch it over a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the first key fixture that's been highlighted is Norwich at home to Manchester United, Jack. And yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, obviously a key fixture because it's this is the one where Man U will be definitely expected to win, you know, new manager or not. And this is the one where he the philosophy should come into play ronaldo should score etc 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 away at norwich i think dean smith dean smith beaten united before he yeah he knows how to play against them i don't i definitely think united will win and it will but it will be a fascinating a real test of of united and if the united assets do go off if we get a ronaldo hat trick then um then I think it will be the classic Man United effect of an influx of, of transfers for him, which will just force us to consider him if we don't bring him in this week. Mm. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how Bruno, the likes of Bruno, Rashford, Sancho, how those guys do, because we still haven't really, they haven't really come on our radar as assets yet, and not for a long time, I would say. Uh, and that could really, if Bruno, you know, becomes a what we all thought he'd be at the start of the season, then then that almost tears our teams up, doesn't it? So yeah, like amongst the Persians, big time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So so yeah, it'll be be one to definitely keep your eye on as an FBL player. Mm. Yeah. Anything to add to that? Yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, the Spurs game, I would say that, you know, Norwich have proven to be more stubborn and less of a pushover than they have mm. you know earlier on in the season. But that Spurs game, the XG that, wasn't is it didn't tell the whole story. Spurs' XG, I'm just looking at it now, 2.01, Norwich 1.07. But you know, Tottenham still did beat them 3-0. So and United are on the up. It's gonna be a really it's a really interesting fixture, isn't it? Just to see where United are a little bit and where Norwich are. Can they bounce back? Um but I still would on balance of it, when not trying to look at it under a magnifying glass, if I had Ronaldo. I'd be very, very happy going into that fixture. No doubt. No doubt about it. Oh, got an Odegaard goal. Tierney assist. Tierney. Yeah. Richarlison goal disallowed. 
Ouchie. Needed, needed that with Charlie. Need that clean. Thank you. Needed that with Charlie Sarney. Yeah, is that VR? Love VR. Uh, probably was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so that's United Norwich. Uh, could be a pace. I think Norwich's man- new manager bounce might have come to an end with that Spurs game, but we shall see. Um, Fixture two, Jack. Liverpool at home to Villa. Dare had, Stevie beat Liverpool. Had to add it in. I had to add it in just for us, Josh. Just for it's you against me. You're beloved <laughs> against mine. Uh, yeah, obviously Stevie G going back there. It's a you know big big day for him. Um, I think Liverpool will, will will beat us handily. To be honest, I think they're just too good. They're just another level now at the moment. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I think it would be two one or three one, something like that. But it's still a captain. You captain your sellers. Don't question it. Trust the process. Type game, um, and a reason to hold off on getting Villa assets really, and just just seeing how they do. So yeah, I quite. I, I mean, I feel like we will score. Is what I will say with with Gerard's Villa at the moment. I feel like we're off. We're still we're trying things, but I'd be be amazed if. Uh, if Liverpool didn't win. Yeah. I, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but the bits of Villa I've seen under Stevie so far is they seem to play with the courage to attack the game. And if he can, if he does, if he takes that approach against Liverpool, I think he's going to be punished for it just because the form they're in at the moment. Like I know they only won against Wolves one nil, but let's be honest, they could have scored a boatload more there. Yeah. Um, and the same as you, I don't feel confident that Liverpool can keep them out. So I think that Villa will score. I think there won't be a clean for Liverpool. But I just think Liverpool are just too good going forward at this moment in time. I wouldn't be confident that any team can keep a clean against them. So it's Liverpool win and I will back Salah. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> it's win-win for me with these games. If, F- if Salah scores, FPL captain, fine. I back. But it is nice as a fan of like, you probably don't really know what it's like being a Liverpool fan, but you get these free swing games effectively. You get these like, Villa are playing Man City, Villa are playing Liverpool. We all expect a loss, Stevie G. If you get a win, it's elation. If you get a loss, we forget about it. Try and beat the next game. It's (laughs) win-win. It's a nice feeling, really. One of the perks of being supporter of a shit team. Um, So, last one, Josh. What we got? It's Brighton Spurs, Jack. So I can see why you've picked this because a Spurs team that are building momentum and a Brighton team, which, dare I say, are going a little bit, we're a bit, bit, bit mixed recently for Brighton, isn't it? So what are your thoughts? Are you confident in your Spurs assets? Yeah, you're exactly right. So yeah, I've picked this because it's uh, two teams, go. it feels like going on a bit different trajectories now. Brighton, phenomenal start to the season. Um, but have stuttered lately with a couple of draws. I think they've drawn like eight out of the last 11 or something crazy like that. It's something weird. Some insane draw record. So they're really stubborn and hard to beat, aren't they? But struggle to score. Um, but Spurs seem to be gaining momentum with Conte. We mentioned that eight players are out, Brighton. And yeah, Spurs are starting to click under the Conte way. Yeah, I think Spurs are going to win this. And... Yeah, hence why I'm probably going to keep hold of Kane for this fixture. I think if you're a Son owner, then you're you're licking your lips a bit, mm. actually. 
And I'm gutted that Regulon may not be fit for it. So. Is he? Didn't he tweet himself? Play me still, guys. I'm all good. Well, he said like, I'll be back in a few days or something. I don't right. know what that means. So mm. hopefully the conferences will get you know what the conclusion is of that. But yeah. um, it was yeah, it's encouraging, isn't it for sure? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, if you, I've got it, I sold him. He's the worst seller. I sold him like the day before Nuna got sacked or something. And then since then, for Conte, he's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely hold fire with, with him until we um, until we find out more, if we do, for the press conferences. Okay. Yeah. We had fancy spurs, yeah. Great. Uh, that's all the key fixtures highlighted for this week. Cool. Great. So we take another little break and then we'll come back to our um, transfer plans. Let's do it. Lovely. See you in a sec. Back again, Jack. So looking forward now to the next game week, mm-hmm. we're going to look at our transfer plans and captaincy. What are you yeah. thinking? I'll kick it to you first if you're happy. You're always kicking it to me first, man. Apologies. It's always Give me more kicked. thinking time. Always kicked. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm pretty set, Josh. Actually, this time, so I got one free transfer. I've been I've been restructuring my midfield over the weeks. So Jota and Bernardo have come in and done me proud. Gallagher is the last one that I want out of there. So he's been playing too deep. Bless him. I think he's great when they've got a full squad when he's in that attacking role. But Vieira has been forced to pin him back a little bit. And he's suffering from it, FPL points-wise. So the Mane sale has given me money. I've got money, and I can either go him to Mount or him to Bowen or him to Foden, but I'm leaning really towards more Bowen and Mount. And as I said earlier, currently it's on the Bowen side of things. But of course, there's European fixtures midweek, so I'm going to wait until those are done. I don't. I think West Ham are playing. Don't know for sure, but I think they are. So I'll uh, I'll wait for that. Yeah, and it's a tough one. It's a tricky one, but we've talked about it already, so we don't have to debate it again. But that's where my head's at. What are you thinking for you? Um, yeah, I I kind of planned this transfer for this week with my transfers from last week. So I brought in obviously Regulon, and then I downgraded Antonio to King to give me the cash to go Vardy to Ronaldo mm-hmm. so yeah, obviously the blank last week was not or this week was not really what I was hoping for but I still think that move is good with their with their fixtures coming up and with Norwich this week so that's yeah. the most likely move I'm going to make um, and yeah if, there's, there's, oh sorry go ahead sorry man no you keep going keep going. I'll ask you after the, the same other potential fires that you were talking about so the Gallagher's still like searing a hole through my midfield and to move him onto the exact ones that you said, and or maybe move Diaz onto a Chelsea defender just to spread better at the moment because I've got, I don't want to have a double City defence with all those lack of cleans that you pointed out before. So mm. just kind of spread my bits. Would you start if you did get the Ronaldo? Would you start King over Gallagher next week? Mm. I mean Gallagher, Gallagher against got? Everton is at home decent. Is decent, but then he said he's playing deeper. So it's this is me with with my mind of thinking of Gallagher how he has been when he was like getting all those points playing further up. But mm. 
he just isn't that threat. Um, so I would probably start King over Gallagher, I think. Brentford's decent fixture for King. Yeah, Brentford have just looked a little bit... They've looked up and down. Yeah. Um, at home, they do look better, so that would be the only reason why I'd pause. Tricky. Um, but there is, I don't think there's much between it, if I'm completely honest. I'd, I'm yeah. leaning King, but there's nothing in it. Yeah, tricky. See how you feel on the day with that one, I think. Yeah, and I don't think we know uh, anything about Tony as well. I've got Tony, obviously. COVID, COVID Tony. So yeah, I don't know if really he's going to be back by, you know, game week 16. Yeah, again, you'll have to just wait and see. If it's a 10-day thing and he only got... We don't know when he got diagnosed, do we? So, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, wait on that one. Uh, on the Ronaldo one, though, quickly, mm. if he plays, if he starts Champions League midweek... Is there not a tiny worry that there may be a bit of Christmas rotation? Like we talked about last week with Vardy and Ronaldo, the rotation potential. Any worry? There is a worry there. I, what I'd what I'd say is I think that's been factored into my decision to get him. And okay, I priced in, priced in, priced in. Cheers. Um, I know that you know he's going to be missing some minutes, but I just feel confident that even if he doesn't start, he'll still be brought on at some point because I think he's just one of those one of those players that likes likes to be played doesn't just like to be left on the bench and you know Ranjik himself said he's you know he's the fittest 36 year he's seen I think he's kind of just you know pandering to his ego a little bit there but mm-hmm. um, it, if you can read into that a bit too much if you want but I don't think he's going to be cutting his minutes left right and centre Fair yeah I can see why you think that See what you think, that yeah. I'm tempt. It's tempting. I've got Kane. That move is tempting, but I think yeah, I'll keep Kane and give Gallagher in it and get Gallagher the fuck out of there. One more week. <laughs> he more doesn't week, do Harry. it. He doesn't do it this week. He's gone. One more. <laughs> Ooh, that's the thing. That's such a dangerous thing, isn't it? And I'm already in it. I've I've been in that for six weeks, and I'm just doing it again. It's called Antonio syndrome. Yeah. One more week. Give him it's one happened. More week. It's happened to me. Jeez. God damn. Um, right, we're coming to the end, Josh. I'll I'll give you a super quick update of how the Algo teams have got on. Let's go. What I'm going to do is give a more in-depth update on the Algo teams each week over on TikTok, actually. Mm-hmm. So, kids, if you're listening, follow follow AFPL on uh, on TikTok, especially if you care about algorithms, algorithms yeah. and and younger people, Josh. They, they go hand in hand. Exactly. Uh, Sound a bit creepy. Let me that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Algo teams, let's just get them up. So obviously we're midweek, we're mid-game. Arsenal are winning now. But the Algo teams have not done well, Josh. They've had a poor oh, time of it. They've had a bad time. So the XG11, we brought in, we had to get Antonio out, the stats told us to. And the stats also told us to bring Timu Puki in. But the stats lied to us. Pookie got one point, Antonio got five, so rubbish. Abamyang's also in and isn't playing yet, so he's on zero. Mankio comes in for Ben Mee, who didn't play. Five points, thanks a lot. Delightful. But we captain Jota, because as we saw, he's got the higher XG for six points in total. Salah is in the team, but he got six. So it would have been 12, and everyone else blanked, so rubbish for the XG, 11 uh, and the XG11 now sits on 2.5 mil, so not having the best time at all. Uh, differential United, 
So the transfer made there was St. Maximan went out. Oh, we'd had enough of him. And more pay came in and he oh, got a goal. Pay. So a good transfer for the differential 11. Uh, some success. So 36 points, about par for the week, I think, in this low-scoring week. So Mesley and Mitchell doing nothing. Samedo doing nothing. Mares doing nothing. 22-minute appearance. Manny captaincy blank. But we did have Bowen for 11 points. We had more pay with the nine. Sancho and Jimenez doing nothing. And the Balian blank. So, so that's differential 11. On 700 points exactly, pending an Abamian coming in, uh, sitting at 4.9 mil. So not doing well. And you and I are beating the algorithms, Josh, handily at the moment. That's, that's good to hear. But I know how they feel this week, you know. So poor my heart goes out to them. Goes yeah, to poor them. guys. Poor guys. Uh, <laughs> so that is that, Josh. Any more for any more? We're wrapped up. That's it. Uh, just the classic, you know, like and subscribe, email us, another FPL pod, a podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Comment. We'll have a good comment and yeah. uh, we will reply. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at FPL Tools. Josh, you're on Twitter, aren't you, as well, I believe, at Josh, another AFPL. Is that right? There's the one. There it is. Tweet at us, follow us. We'll follow you if you're any good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. And that, that's it. Great. And we'll see you. We'll come back after Gear Week 16, see how that all panned out. And uh, yes, yeah, speak to you in a week. Cool. Cheers for listening. Cheers. Right. Cheers, Jack. Right. Take care.